Tonight we're continuing our study through the book of 1 Peter. Uh, we come to a very interesting part of the book because uh, as I was reading through it, I was thinking about how much it really applies to our current situation. So I hope you find it as interesting as I did as we look through it. Uh, we'll start by reading verse 11 again. Uh, it says, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Now this is uh, kind of the... He opens the passage with kind of the first way he opened the book in the beginning. I uh, calls them pilgrims, sojourners. Uh, he uses, I think, a different word for pilgrims. I think it's the same Greek word, but it's translated differently. I think he calls them strangers, if I remember right. But he's still talking about talking to them as strangers, people who don't belong in this world, that people that are just nomads. They're traveling. They're here, but they don't belong here. And he's trying to hammer this point home to these people that you don't belong here this is not your home that your home is somewhere else and right now you're just wandering so even though he was writing to all these people that had settled after being scattered this he was telling them this is not where you belong on this world and he says abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul and basically because you're don't belong here because you are pilgrims Abstain from the things that are from this world. You know, because you're in the world doesn't mean that you have to be of it or you have to be, take part in it. You know, you're pilgrims. You're not supposed to belong here. You're not supposed to enjoy the things that belong here. You're supposed to look for other things. And he's, I think through the rest of the book, if I remember right, he, he calls them pilgrims, strangers, sojourners, and all that, uh, to hammer down the point that they don't belong here. This is not our home. As a, as a song that we usually sing is, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. That's basically what he's telling them. This is not your home. Do not do the things that people that call this place home do. Abstain from those fleshly lusts, which were against the soul. In verse 12, it says, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. Now, continuing the thought, this isn't where you belong. Abstain from fleshly lusts. Have your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. Then when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. So first of all, he says, let your conduct be honorable among the Gentiles. Now, for the most part, if I remember, if I read the commentaries correctly, most people believe he's writing to Jewish converts that were scattered abroad after Saul began persecuting, uh, to all those churches that they scattered to, uh, to, He's talking to them. He says, be sure you are honorable among the Gentiles. I'm sure there were Gentiles mixed in with those churches, but as a majority, he was talking to Jewish people. But he was telling them, be honorable among them. Those that are not in the church, those that are just Gentiles, be honorable among them. Be honest with them. So... When they speak out against you, or when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. Now, it's, it's funny that he says, when they speak against you. It doesn't say if they speak against you. Because, you know, all throughout history, the church has been blamed for a lot of things. You know, it's starting even when this book was written, uh, maybe afterwards, I can't remember exactly, but when Caesar Nero blamed the burning of Rome on the church. And he said, the, tr the Christians are burning Rome, and we need to kill them off. You know, that there's always going to be somebody who speaks evil of the church. 
And what Peter was telling his people is when that happens, be honorable among the Gentiles. Don't react out of hatred or react out of, you know, we're not that way, we are this way, because that's not going to help you. He said, be honorable or honest among the Gentiles when they speak out against you or when they speak against you as evildoers. They, that they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. And that's kind of why, that's why he's telling them, this is how you ought to act to the Gentiles when they speak evil of you. So when they actually see your good works, they'll say, wait, they're not that way. A lot of people, back when Nero said that the Christians burned Rome, they thought that was, there's a rumor spread that Nero was actually the one that burned Rome and that the Christians were just blamed for it. Now, the only really way they would think that is if they knew the reputation of Nero and they knew the reputation of the church was not one that would just suddenly go out and burn an entire city. That, that's why that rumor started, because they couldn't believe that this group of people that are like this, they conduct honorably among us, just suddenly burned down our city. So he's telling them, when they speak evil of you, be honorable among them. So when they see your good works, they know the truth and they'll glorify God. Verse 13 and 14, I, I kind of group these together because it, it splits in the middle of a sentence and it's really odd, but I just put them together. It says, therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him, meaning the king, sent by him, the king, for punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. So, so first of all, submit yourselves to every ordinance of men. So Peter tells these people who are about to be horribly persecuted by the, by the Roman government that they need to submit to all the ordinances of man. It's an odd way to react to persecution. He says, for the, for the Lord's sake. Now, for the same reason that uh, earlier he said, be honorable among the Gentiles, so they see you and they glorify God, he's saying, submit to them for the Lord's sake. So when they see you submitting, they see, oh, that's how God's people react. Not with fighting or with uh, backlashing or whatever it is that they're, they could do as people or as the wisdom of the world would do. But they look at that, the submission of even being persecuted and they say, well, that's what the Lord's people are like. Then he says, whether to the king as supreme or to governors. Now, we have... I'm taking a government class this semester. I'm not doing great in it, but I'm learning a little bit. And I know that there's different sections of the government. There's the president, there's the Congress, there's the, uh, see how well I'm doing in this class. <laughs> there's the, uh, oh, the House of Representatives, that's right. There's all these federal positions and there's also state representatives. There's also state governments and there's city governments. There's, I think there's county governments, but I'm not sure. There's county governments. I'm getting head nods. <laughs> I haven't got that far in the book yet. But he's saying submit to all of those authorities, even to the king and even to the governors who are just there to punish evildoers and praise those who do good. It doesn't matter which branch of the government they were supposed to submit to. They're supposed to submit to every ordinance of man. Even in the midst of persecution, they were to submit to them. 
Now, th- uh, this is something I found interesting while studying this. But when he's talking about uh, the praise for those who do good, the uh, James Fawcett Brown commentary uh, talks about this a little bit. And he's talking about uh, when, pe- when Christians submit to authority, even while they're being persecuted, people s- tend to realize, you know, these people aren't that bad, and we should probably stop killing them. So in, in one instance, uh, it says, Every government recognizes the excellence of truly Christian subjects. Thus, and I don't know these names. It, they explain them as if everyone should know them. But he says, Thus Plinely, in his letter to the emperor Trajan, acknowledges, I have found in them, talking about Christians, nothing else save a perverse and extravagant superstition. The recognition in the long run mitigates persecution. So what he was saying, in other words, is, I don't think there's anything wrong with these people. They're just really superstitious. So there's really no point in persecuting them. So that's a natural reaction to Christians behaving this way, for the most part, if people have sense and they realize what Christians are doing. But when we submit, when they would submit to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether the king or to government or to governors, they people tend to think, you know, these people aren't that bad. We probably shouldn't be killing them off as much as we are. Nero didn't care, but and many Caesars after that didn't care. But you get you kind of get the picture that a lot of people would see these Christians submitting, and they would think, oh, that's how the Lord's people react. They can't be that bad. And, you know, eventually persecution did stop, but that's because somebody saw a cross in the sky and decided to build a Roman Catholic church. But that's a story for another time. Moving on to verse 15, it says, For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So not only was this a recommendation by Peter, but he said, For you to submit to every authority of man is the will of God. That's God's will for you. He doesn't want you fighting back. He doesn't want you bad-mouthing them. He wants you to submit to them. That's the will of God. And that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. You know, just like this guy earlier that said, I found in them nothing else save a perverse and extravagant superstition. That's the worst he could say about Christians. Even the ignorance of foolish men, when we do good, when we're submitting to authorities, has to be silenced doesn't make any sense because they look at the works that Christians do and they look at the words that you know Caesar Nero was telling them and all these other people were telling them about how bad Christians were and they put it two and two together and they were like this doesn't make sense so when we do the will of God by doing good and submitting to authorities we may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men probably not all of them there's going to be some people that don't care what we do and don't didn't care what these people did. They just wanted to kill Christians. So, for the most part, it would silence the ignorance of foolish men. Verse 16 says, As free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Now, continuing this thought that you're to submit to the government, submit to uh, authorities of men, he says, Although you are free, as free people, And what he means is you're free from your sin. You're free from the laws uh, of man. You can be forgiven for all the things that you've done. Yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice. Don't use this freedom that you have from sin to turn around and be however you want to be. 
and knowing you'll be forgiven. Uh, another way to explain this would be in Romans 6, verse 15. It says, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Certainly not. So both these passages have the same meaning. This one just seemed a little bit easier to understand. But because we're under grace and because we can be forgiven for our sins, that doesn't mean we should just keep sinning and keep disobeying our authorities and keep whatever. Grace does not give us a license to do whatever it is that we want to do, and that's what Peter was teaching them. Even though you're free, free from the law, you're free from sin, you still have to obey. You still have to submit. Verse 17 says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. This is an interesting way to close out this passage. He says, Honor all people and honor the king. Now, honor is a very high regard for something. And he's telling them, honor all people. Not just the people you like, not just the people that are around you, but all people, and honor the king. But he says, love the brotherhood and fear God. Those are much higher respects for people than honoring people and honoring the king. You love the brotherhood and you fear God. So even though we're supposed to submit to authorities, and we're supposed to uh, be, uh, act honorably to all men, we put the brotherhood and God before them. They're, they're held to a higher standard in our minds than everything else. So that, that's how he concludes this passage with, uh, even though you are to do all those things, remember the brotherhood and God are first. What they want are first. So what can we learn from this passage? What can, how can we apply this to our lives today? Well, number one, we are strangers in this world. We're pilgrims. We're sojourners. This world is not my home. We don't belong here. The reason we're here in this building together is because we believe that there's something better ahead than this world. So remember, we don't belong here. Our citizenship is in a better country, is in a better place. So no matter what happens on this world, whether in government or politics or just world disasters or whatever it is, we have something better coming. Number two, the will of God for us is that we submit to the authorities of men. Now, we all pretty much agree that that's pretty true, that we're to submit to the authorities, that we should do as the president and all those other guys say, all of our, you know, recently they, they passed a mandate that everyone in Tulsa needs to be wearing a mask when they go out in public, save people under the age of 18 or uh, while you're in church. I just looked it up, while you're in church or if you have a, uh, a disability. But they passed this mandate. So we have to wear masks. It wouldn't look good for Christians if we decided, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm, I think they can't tell me what to do. They're taking away my freedom and my constitutional right to not. God says you need to submit to every ordinance of man. So this mandate that will probably be gone by the time this is out in the podcast. But anyway, we're to submit to all ordinances of man. Instead of saying, I'm not going to do this thing or. 
I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to. We have to submit to every ordinance of man, whether it's wearing masks or a speed limit or whatever it is. We have to submit to it because then people look at us and they think, oh, that's what God's people are like. How, how bad would it look on us if we decided we're not going to wear a mask because we're the church of Christ and we don't have to? How bad would that look on us and the rest of the community? We've read articles uh, previously about how people or how about churches came together even though they weren't supposed to in their state and somehow they caused a global pandemic. How bad would it look on us if we decided we're not going to follow the laws anymore? We might attract a couple people that think, oh, because I'm in the church, that means I don't have to follow the laws. I'm all in. We might attract a few people that way. For the most part, that doesn't look good on God. That's not the way Jesus acted. If you remember, Jesus paid taxes. When he went to the temple, he and Peter had to pay a tax. He didn't have to. He was God. He didn't have to, but he did. He submitted to the authorities that man had put in place. And Peter's asking us to do the same, to submit to the authorities that are put above us. And the third, re third thing, well, before I move on to that, God comes first. Just a little deal there. If ordinances put out something that is against the will of God or against the word of God, God comes first. Fear God, honor the king. God's word comes before the ordinances of men. Now, if Tulsa put out this mandate, said wear masks. There's nothing in the Bible that says you can't wear a mask. But if Tulsa, put, or Tulsa uh, County or city or whatever it is put out a mandate that you're not allowed to go to church, you're not allowed to take communion, you're not allowed to sing, you're not allowed to even be together, God comes first. Because God said, you need to be together. And we have examples of them eating communion together. We have examples of them singing together. God comes first in that instance. So we have to know uh, the balance of man's ordinance and what God says, and we have to balance that out and always put God first. But if it's not spoken out of or spoken out in the Bible, say don't do this, and the government's saying you have to do this, God comes first. The third thing we can learn is just because you're free from sin, that does not give you a license to do as you please. Just because we're forgiven from our sins, and we can be, if we sin, we can confess to each other and we can be forgiven, that doesn't mean we can go out and do whatever we want. That doesn't mean just because I come back to church and I confess, it's okay that I can not wear a mask to Tulsa. Doesn't matter, I can be forgiven for it. Because that looks bad on the church and that looks bad on Christ. That looks bad on God. So don't use your freedom from sin as an excuse to do whatever you want to do just because you'll be forgiven for it. Those are the things I found in second or in First Peter two, eleven through seventeen. I hope it was interesting to you and I uh, hope it was beneficial to you and something you can apply to your lives. Uh, at this time we'll have an invitation song. If you have a need of the church at this time, uh, please come forward. If you need prayers of the church or you need to become part of the church, uh, this is the time to let us know. Please come forward as we stand and sing. The song has been selected.